shorter segment here as we get ready for a Thursday edition of The Snack. Before Colin Kennedy joins us in the 5 o'clock hour here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. As I mentioned in the previous segment, FanDuel has up, updated their odds following the uh, Dan Lanning video today where Dan Lanning's no longer on their board. Mike Norvell is the favorite, plus 200 to go to Alabama, followed by Dabo Swinney at plus 300. Then it's Kalen DeBoer, Lane Kiffin, and D'Amico Ryans. Lane Kiffin is not getting that job. I, I just don't think I, – I think Nick Saban – would come back to coach before Nate, before Lane got that job, and he would hand the keys off over to Lane. Well, just from an odd standpoint, how about this? Lane Kiffin is at plus 600. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian is at plus 4,000. Okay, well. I'm, so does the Ewers announcement have and the timing on that have play any, any role in maybe I what he was told so. behind the scenes or no? He wasn't leaving. You think he was leaving? Uh, no, but I just think, like, timing-wise, yeah. unless they just had decided, hey, we're letting this thing go, a scheduled tweet or, or, or whatever, or social post. Just one of those questions. The, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good point. There are many people that will tell you right now that even if it is Mike Norvell that might be the betting favorite or whoever, that – there are a lot of people that are convinced that Kalen DeBoer is going to be the guy. I, I think that'd be a terrific hire. And that he recently hired Jimmy Sexton. That's his agent now. Jimmy Sexton is going to play a, a very key role in whatever happens. I mean, hell, he was inside of the building today. I sent you the video. Someone's yeah. been eating good in the neighborhood. Jimmy Sexton right. and all that... <laughs> all the percentage that he gets off of all those big-time coaching contracts. He's also, I mean, coaching a team that is going to have major turnover next year, right? I mean, he's not yes. bringing back the nucleus of that group that just competed for a national championship. And all those receivers are gone. Penix is gone. All of the defensive standouts are gone. And so is his AD that hired him at Washington. Yeah. She's not there anymore. She's at USC. I mean, that, and that is a guy... At the same thing fits as what we were talking about heading up to the national championship game. That guy has cut his teeth on the lowest levels of collegiate football and has worked his way up. And look at what his record is. Yeah. He's a it, badass. It, that, that one makes a lot of sense. And there's there's not the – I don't think there would be the same sort of scenario for him as opposed to like Dan Lanning and Steve Sarkeesian where it's like, number one – I have it pretty good, right, with a couple of schools that have a lot of financial backing, like Oregon does with the Nike money and like Texas does with the endless caves of cash that exist somewhere on this planet. Washington's not in, in that same realm. And, again, there's going to be major turnover at Washington. Oregon and, and Texas are going to be two of the favorites to win the national championship next year. Yeah, they are. So that also, I think, makes it a little bit more difficult to move on as opposed to having a reset or rebuild type of season that Washington's looking at. But Dabo Swinney being up there at plus 300 is wild. And to hear our guests say that there might have been a lot of toes stepped on is, is interesting. Yes, it is. Very I mean, do you get so. to a point though where you where maybe there are enough people that don't want to follow a legend? 
that you uh, have to hire. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too, is like you could sit here and say that Alabama, in terms of where you rank a job, is near the top. The yeah. tippy top. But yet in a scenario like this, you could absolutely have to go to your third or fourth choice. And people will point and laugh and not put it into context at all and just say, well, you know, you didn't get, really get the, the guy that you wanted. How good of a job actually is it? As I've already seen today, you know, the arguments back and forth. There's, there's two arguments today that I've heard is like, all right, so... Who who made who? Did Brady make Belichick or did Brady check, or Belichick make Brady? I hate that argument. And then the other one I saw today is like, okay, well, are we sure that Alabama is one of the best jobs in the country? Like oh, if, if they're Lord. already like moving down the list. Well, again, some people are financially motivated above all else. And if that's the case, then maybe Alabama is not going to give you the highest number, right? Yeah, yeah. And some people look long-term and don't think that following Nick Saban is the best path to long-term success. No, it, <laughs> Regardless it, of where it's at, and right? It, like, and it might not be. <laughs> that's, that's where, when I was thinking about this yesterday, that was where I think the Dabo thing might come into play because Dabo's established himself, right? Like, that's the one guy that, to me, wouldn't have that, that reservation, He's already won two championships. He beat yeah. Saban in both of them. Like uh, the difference in personalities from. Oh Nick no, to I'm that. not saying it's God. it's a great hire. What I'm just saying beating. that he would be the one guy on this list that wouldn't have to question like his long term. No, not at all. Resume and how the, how it might be impacted following a legend because he's he's already set in not, that regard. Not at all. But does Dabo fall into that category like we were talking about with with Urban Meyer with a couple of other guys? like less miles at LSU, like none of those guys were able to, you almost kind of, you, you were able to eclipse it like once or twice. And by it, I mean, Nick, but again, the level of consistency you couldn't match and you got, you got burned out is Dabo in that burned out phase now of his career after having been there, because you know, the old saying about it's, it's more difficult to to stay at the top than it is to to climb to the top. Is he is he past that point now at a place? I mean, he might be. I I get the feeling like and and it goes back to that that fan call and just his rant afterward. Obviously, those were feelings for him to go on for that long and that passionately that he's he's been storing for a while, right? Like, I, I, I get the feeling like maybe he feels like he's squeezed everything that he's going to be able to squeeze out of Clemson. Yes. But you know what? Again, going back to this, the other side of it, Alabama may not want to even make that phone call unless it gets to a point where they've been turned down enough times that Maybe they have to. You're right. I'd, I'm just very fascinated at the timing of this being at a point where you don't have a successor at least like one foot in the door, right? It's very unlike Nick Saban and everything that he's done in his entire time at Alabama to pull a move like this where the next move isn't calculated 
or or seemingly at this point, the next move isn't calculated. So do you take him at his word with what he said today with Reese Davis, which was he didn't he had to make a call to the president like at two o'clock and five minutes before that he didn't he didn't know which way that he was leaning one way or the other? No, I don't. And that he was on the phone he was on the phone with Miss Terry <laughs> like leading uh, up no. to that call trying to figure out what the decision is. Well again, that would be so unlike everything that he's done in his entire time there, right? To make a spur of the moment major decision. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like that would be a Saban type of move. Which maybe fits into why this was one of the toughest decisions that he's ever had to make. That's true. I mean, if he's stepping away for all the reasons he says, then maybe that's true. Maybe he doesn't have the energy to be that detailed anymore. Man, that's a lot to at do it for level. that long yeah. at that at that age. I mean, literally no one has ever done it, right? No, they haven't. So it's it's understandable. I mean, nobody has ever done what he's, he just pulled off. It's very wild, though. And as we referenced yesterday after this all happened, like, Following a legend, I don't I don't know that there's ever been a legend like Nick Saban. I'm not talking about like somebody that maybe we'd have to debate as a legend or not, but following somebody like that, I, I, I you'd be hard pressed to find any success stories. That's why it's going to take a pretty special individual to right. go in there and to right. which is why I think they should call Pete Carroll. If there's a guy that can handle it. I, I kind of love that, actually. If, if there's a guy that could walk in there and have the same type of mentality that could then go, hey, man, not only I've done it at this level, I've done it at the other level as well, uh, who keeps saying you know, how energetic yeah. that he is, and he's seen anything and everything, has a good relationship with Nick. If there's a guy that could handle it, and I'm not saying he's a long-term because he's not. He's 72 as well. But man, be a good transition though, right? Do you know how fun Pete would be back in college at that gig? Give him a few years there, and then <laughs> then whoever the next guy is isn't yes. following Saban, it's not right? following Saban. And Pete has won everywhere, right? He took the Patriots pre Belichick to a Super Bowl appearance, lost to Scotts Packers. Pete can coach his bag off. Then he goes to USC and puts together. I mean, at one point in time, right when he left there, they were the hottest thing going in in college football. And then he just goes to Seattle and wins a Super Bowl for crying out loud. Yeah, Kraft's one of the more dominant yeah. <laughs> defenses along with Dan Quinn that we've seen and and might have done his best coaching job last year taking that tub of you-know-what to the playoffs. Although, are there any sort of Pete Carroll returning to college football? Oh, yeah, restrictions. Restrictions? I or, can't remember. Or if, yeah, I can't is remember. That, it's been too long. He's been in Seattle so long, it's like, is it is it past time? <laughs> you know what Maybe. I mean? Like, is it has it run its course? I don't. I don't know. I I I love that hire though. Yeah, I mean, it would never happen. But I was thinking about that this morning. That of of everything that gets thrown at a potential head coach that you're going to face at Alabama, if there's one guy that could stand up to it and be the Teflon Don and not have any of it bother him whatsoever, it would be Pete Carroll. Yeah. And it would also be the perfect segue to handing the job to somebody else couple years later where it's not following Saban and and fun and fun that would just be fun that's right all right let's uh let's get to a timeout it is a Thursday snack next year on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app